Last time on Montreal Sauce. Yeah, that's pretty much you described our show. Like, I'm the loud one, and Paul's just like, <laughs> oh, man, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep dialing him in? <laughs> did you uh, did you try this uh, second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or yeah. no? I haven't. Do you, do you think I should? Oh, man, that first season, even Paul and I were like, man, it's pretty rough. But uh, then at, since the second season is the whole season is about the fact that there is no shield anymore, it it's almost interesting. But, I mean, I think I read someone's tweet earlier uh, this week that said, you know, the main problem is still like nobody cares about your cast at all. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think uh, it was one of the life hacker guys that I follow um, who posted like, uh, you know, nobody cares about your main character so much that you added like two more for the new season and you didn't even explain why they're there. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> nice. nobody's paying attention and it pretty much covers that. So. so so wait a second. So there's two new characters they just brought in are those characters actually interesting they could be if it, if they'd give them a chance yeah I, I don't know i feel like they're sort of like oh we've we're i don't know i feel like the theme of this season is these guys are a team that are all trying to work together but they've separate they've isolated themselves from each other and so we've brought in these new characters so that we have props for the old characters to talk to um, that can kind of talk back once in a while. Uh, but the old team is never like in a room together anymore and talking to each other and like right. figuring out what they're doing because they're all like, like shield itself. They're all like discombobulated. Right. Um, well, and the thing that bothers me, I think you just, uh, put to words some things that came to light <laughs> for me, but the thing that bothers me is, yeah, all the characters are like, Hey, I'm a top secret agent person, so I'm closed off to everything. And um, and then you have uh, Coulson, who we like to call Molson in Canada. <laughs> agent uh, Molson, yeah. Agent Molson, who is like, okay, we're not going to leave anybody behind, like every classy like action show. So yeah. it's so awkward because everybody is like, I am an island, I don't need you, da 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 Uh-oh, someone's in trouble, let's all go save them. It's like, well, yeah. you didn't show yeah. any passion the rest of the time. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting. I, oh, go ahead. I, I go feel ahead. like there's only two characters on the show that that I feel any attachment or – or two or really even care about. And that's, uh, agent Molson and, uh, and, uh, Fitz. And we see hardly any of them in this, in this season, I feel like, and they don't develop is probably the bigger problem. It's it may maybe not even that they don't get enough screen time. They probably get enough screen time, but they don't, they don't develop over the course of this season so far. So it's like, you keep watching these episodes hoping that they're going to they're going to move it along and it just doesn't move <laughs> reasonably well like the the bigger the bigger arc is moving what shield is doing is moving and like there's there's external macguffins at play but there's <laughs> there's no there's no character development happening with these two characters that 
um, both have certainly lost something and are trying to figure out how to get it back. And that's, they're no, I don't feel like they're any closer now than they were at the beginning of the season. If I remember correctly, um, there were the two characters that I liked were, were the, uh, the Asian lady and, uh, Colson. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the two that I was kind of like, Oh, these were actually interesting characters, but they never like, like you said, they didn't really, they were kind of developing the, the woman out a little bit, but like Colson, they really just have this one dimensional sort of yeah, yeah. leader character. And, and then the, the, the girl, uh, Sky is her name. Oh, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, oh man. It's like, what, what, why do they write these, these women? Like, like, why are they write these girls like this? Like total brat, you know, kind of attitude and just not at all interesting. You know, it's just like, why? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like they're going for empowered, but they're, they're, they're getting the wrong, the wrong yes. flavor on it. Like they're, I they're agree. going for strong female character, but they're, but they're getting a flavor that's just distasteful. Out yes. Of it. And it could be her acting. It, it might not be like the writing necessarily as much as her acting is like, or the direction they're, they're, they, the director wants her to go in, but it just is like, ugh, it's just not just strange. I don't know it's, why they, why they choose to, to go that route with the character. It is like more difficult. Like, I mean, there's a lot of controversy going on right now with the, with the sexes, but, um, it is, it's, I always find it curious. Like when people talk about, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton running for president, it's like when you're like someone, a woman in a position of power, you're either like a bitch or you're too effeminate. You know, there's yeah. like no yeah, middle there's, ground. There's no good middle ground. You're Finding right. that middle ground is really hard for women. And, you know, I don't know how to change that. But wow, like <laughs> you're either one or the other. Like it's it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's true. And it's it's definitely difficult to I'll, – I'll agree with that. It's, and I thought about that too. It's like very hard to like write uh, – uh, you know, a powerful woman without coming across badly, I guess. And, and, but I don't feel like sky is necessarily powerful, you know? And that's the whole thing is like, she's, she's not, not really, uh, confident. Like it's not real confidence, you know? So it just comes across as like this young girl who's kind of like entitled, you know, and, uh, it just turn off, I guess. (laughs) So, so instead, you uh, you've been encouraging me to watch Constantine. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I don't know. Like, I I still don't know if I like the show or not. It's so like I watched like four. Yeah, three there's four episodes. I don't know if I saw the most recent one yet, but um, I still don't know if I like the show. And uh, it's interesting. Like, I don't know. I, part of me makes wonders if they're like going the uh, Warehouse 13 route, which is, you know what I mean? The, oh, there's these artifacts out there. We have to go and collect them. And they have these demonic powers and da 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 da. <laughs> um, so I, it kind of feels that way a little bit, which is, I don't know. 
it's a it's kind of a fun like star trek next generation uh way too because like you basically spend the entire episode like uh oh demon what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and then in the last 10 minutes like constantine spews some latin and does a spell and everything's okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah basically yeah <laughs> like you don't have to explain anything you can just use like the techno babble that data would do about uh yep. you know yep. timelines and things like the that. ending and of tach- every episode of voyager yes tachyon particles and boom right. we're done reconfigure the shield matrix and <laughs> done <laughs> yeah it's interesting because um i I don't know, like something about it, I'm still willing to give it a chance after all this time, but um, I feel like they're going to have to like do something um, to make more of an impact for me. Otherwise, it'll probably just fall to the wayside. Unfortunately, I never read the comics, so I don't know how how um, true it is to the comic. But um, Same, I, yeah. Yeah. I uh... I saw the movie, of course, because I'm a Keanu fan for whatever reason. But uh, <laughs> yes, but, me as well. But um, even when the movie came out, I remember like, oh, I love this movie, and reading like reviews and stuff, and like fans were like, this isn't anything like the comic. But it sounds like the comic has been one of those comics that's had multiple writers and been through lots of things. Like, you know, I I don't know. Like, I think. There was like a review I was reading and they're like, oh, the sexual tension between Keanu and the other lady. And then like, you know, some crazy fan comment was like, well, in the comics, he's bisexual. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that or anything wrong with the movie. But I was like, "Okay, it sounds like this is one of those comics where they're like, hey, we need to sell some comic books. So let's do something different. (laughs) Well, I think actually... The Constantine comic was um, during the 80s, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because I remember that's when I started collecting was in the 80s. So I remember coming across it. It was a Vertigo comic. So that means it was for the adults. And uh, usually those were like more artist-driven because they could actually write what they wanted because they didn't do them for money. You know, like um, Sandman was one. and. uh, so Neil Gaiman actually wrote entire Sandman series. No one else wrote it. And I don't know if that's true of Constantine. Um, hmm. But it has like a similar fan base of Sandman, you know, so people are pretty loyal to to him. Same as you, though. I don't know why, but I'm still giving the show a chance. Like it. I mean, if you were just a TV critic and you didn't know much backstory, you'd be like, okay, so they're just trying to cash in on, like, Supernatural. But, um, yeah, but for whatever reason, it still holds some interest to me and I'm willing to keep giving it a chance. Yeah, and I I don't know, like, sometimes, too, it'll be like the first season will be – this trial to see if it works right and then they'll realize oh it kind of works so we'll keep we'll like let them have more creative freedom with it and uh sometimes a second season actually would be better you know right like a community or something yeah yeah exactly so um i just the the main thing is i don't like the formula one hour we have to solve it in the hour kind of thing like that really isn't 
something that I enjoy watching that much anymore. Um, so I wish there was like more like even a two or three episode story arc or, you know, or more or longer, but, um, maybe they, they can do something like that in the second season. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it this season though. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like agents of shield in that way where it's like they're supposedly there's like an ongoing story. Like what's the deal with sky? Is she part alien or whatever? But we just don't care because we have no reason to like (laughs) sky and in Constantine, there's that sort of woman who can like have visions and stuff. And is she bad? Is she good? We don't know. But then like, They've the way they presented it is like oh, I don't really whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I have to say I'm more interested in her than I am in Sky because she's more appealing to me for some reason. Like I actually like her character to some degree, like kind to of some degree. It it she was again like I was teasing like a Star Trek plot. Like she was totally uh, like one of the episodes I recently saw. He was like, okay, love, this is what we got to do. And she's like, well, maybe this will help. And she just like has like three printouts of like pictures. And I was like, or no, she had information like printouts from the web because she can draw things that she sees. But she's had like actual printouts of an address for someone. And I was like, where did you get that? Did you have a laptop? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) She was like totally MacGuffin like. He's like, oh, man, if only I had a ham sandwich. He's like, that's so weird because I packed one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. You needed a plot coupon? Here you go. <laughs> that's right. Our, our recent uh, film frown that was uh, the hashtag that should be for that show was because plot. Because plot. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to take I... off my ninja mask because plot. I do think, though, that with that show in particular, like where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. falls short, obviously, is budget, right? And you, you can totally tell they're doing it on like $5. But, <laughs> but like with Constantine, at least they're like, you know, you, I feel like the sets are like much more, much better. Like when they go to those like places where there's like all this cluttered old stuff, it actually looks like someone's cluttered old, like, you know. Uh, they spent a lot of time like building the set and it's like, <laughs> and, um, it's it kind of convincing. Like the CW, right. Yeah, exactly. It's like kind of convincing, which is nice. You know, it's not, they, they obviously don't have like a, like a lot of money, but they still kind of, kind of keep it real, you know? And, um, so I kind of appreciate that about that show too. I think one more thing about Constantine that I really like is that he is, um, a hero in the fact that like he wears the same thing all the time like a Scooby-Doo cartoon it's totally. awesome it's like he gets bloodied up and beat up and then like he comes back from a room and he's like changed into like his white shirt and tie <laughs> a new one and I'm like <laughs> I like this I like this a but lot not, not just any tie it has to be the tie that's not quite up to his neck it's, he's got to pull down a little bit right so yeah <laughs> in the half beard see and you you say you're you're not a big fan of like just the solve it in an hour or 45 minutes but i know for a fact that like me you're sort of a guilty pleasure is watching that forever show (laughs) oh man that show is so good it's cheesy but it's good 
<laughs> you know, everything about it is so cheesy. Like from the VO, like he, they do these VOs in the beginning and the end, right? And he's yeah, giving you some yeah. lesson about life. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just so 90s and so like, I don't know. <laughs> it is, it so, does feel very 90s. It feels very 90s. Totally. You know, so. you guys you guys say that and um, – but then you got me thinking like because we're talking to someone in the business like, oh, you probably – this was probably written in the 90s and just been sitting on someone's desk and they just decided to green light it now, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably. They probably ran out of ideas and they're like, oh, why don't we try this thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because, OK, this guy is like – He's he's um, solving all these murders, right? And he's been around for like I don't know how long, 200. ever since yeah, two hundred years in in the U.S. Right? But he obviously came here from Britain. So after two hundred years in the U.S., he still has his British accent. It's just <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's good. Oh, it just it's like really okay. I get it. British guys are all like British accents are all the rage these days. So right, but um, yeah. it's that's funny. almost as unbelievable as a two hundred year old British man with nice teeth. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. Now, no one from Britain li- listens. <laughs> that's how long they all would live if they take care of their teeth. Ooh, yeah. boom! Now they really don't listen. I'm sorry, British people. <laughs> no, see, and if you if you're listening and you haven't watched forever, it is like a fun show. Oh, my my favorite character is probably his assistant Lucas. Yeah, um, and he's just like the joke guy, and I don't even know why I like him, but I just do. I like him because he's always cracking a joke, but then he's always like sad. Like he's like, so do you want to go to lunch? No, okay. it's like you've tried to be this guy's friend for like who knows how long you've worked in the medical office with the i feel like it's funny because he's playing the exact same character i feel like he's playing the exact same character that he played on bones did you ever see him on on bones or did you watch bones at all i did not he he played almost exactly that same character for one or two seasons on bones where he was basically the assistant, one of, one of the assistants at the Jeffersonian that helped like analyze whatever they would find bodies, take x-rays and do stuff like that. And he had almost the exact same character where he's like, I'm not really totally like accepted by this social group. Uh, and I say things that are a little bit awkward. Um, and I'm trying to – I'm always trying to get the attention of the person who's in charge here. Um, but I'm I'm never quite – I'm never quite breaking through. But I'm a really nice guy and everybody likes my character. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I have noticed on Forever they've, they've like made his, um, his uh, role bigger. Have you yeah. guys noticed that? Mm-hmm. Like recently his role has yes. gotten like a little bigger, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I like Judd Hirsch, though. I do like Judd Hirsch. Judd. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's great. But, uh, I yeah, Judd Hirsch is doing a great job in that show as well. But um, when I think of that Lucas character, for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure, like, 
you just said he could like walk into the room and say something outlandish at any time and it would be perfectly okay for his character to do that. <laughs> and, which basically means like his character is modeled off that guy from the movie Airplane who just walks on every now and then and says something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't remember his name, but he's like, a tree, a tree, what do you mean? <laughs> just walks off. Yeah, he's awesome. But uh, yeah. yeah. That show, it's one of those shows where, like, it has that sort of, like, continuing plot that they tease us with that there's someone else like him. But I was telling my wife, like, that can't last long. And I, they'll probably try to milk it as long as they can. But for me, like, I'd rather have him find this guy at the end of the season and maybe something happens and then we find out, like, that guy is part of like a bigger organization or something. Cause I feel like if you try to milk this for four seasons of some guy calling him and saying, that was a close one. I'm going to get really <laughs> pissed off. You know? Like, no, I feel like they actually would kind of move it forward that way. I feel like maybe not this season, but maybe next season they would wrap up this whole, that this whole story with that guy. And there would probably be like this whole other, you know, the, these other people too that have it and he breaks through to something about that. But, um, I feel like it, they would actually move it forward because like these days it seems like they're doing that more often. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of just trying to drag it out for like five seasons or something. Right. One or two season arcs and then you move into a new arc. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they are doing that nowadays, but like you said, this is from the 90s. I'm afraid the script is too. <laughs> yeah, they haven't thought that far ahead, right? So so you never know. Like, honestly, this is this one's on the bubble, so it could be they, they might exit. So I really might not make a second season. Another part of me really wants, like, the voice to be, like, Judd Hirsch, even though it can't be. But I was like, that'd be an interesting plot twist. <laughs> 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 right yeah totally so uh yeah that's i don't i'm not really what else oh that's one thing that i know you're watching is the flash oh yes i i like the flash a lot is that crazy? that's just because you like superheroes with the name barry <laughs> and there's so few of them there should be a lot more i don't understand so, uh i don't know like i like the ed guy obviously he's a great villain so um he's a pretty interesting character the the guy that i don't know if you guys remember the show ed but he was the main character on the show ed mm. and he's the villain now the guy in the wheelchair i can't remember his name thomas something uh, i don't know what what is uh what was Ed? Was that the That was actually a two thought like show around two thousands that was like this guy who Karma. moved back to a small town and, and was just like you know, oh. it was kinda like Northern Exposure but not yes. Northern Exposure, you know. <laughs> kinda like that same now. formula. Yeah. Yeah, so. okay. So yeah. have you seen have you seen much uh, of Arrow then? No. Okay. Arrow to me is just too campy. Like yeah. The Flash? I don't. 
uh, I don't know. I think the Flash feels like they actually kind of like are going for like a more, uh, um, uh, like trying to get more of a bigger audience for it, other than just the campy sort of. See, I feel like campy would be a good way to describe the Flash, and I like it. It's campy in the way that like, um like the Stargate TV show was or like Eureka or Warehouse 13. And then like Arrow is just like over the top dramatic. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Like the I Flash feel like, is a little bit more light, but not much, but I don't know. I mean, they don't have like such cheesy dialogue or like, <laughs> I don't know. You just know when you're watching Arrow, it's just like really... I mean, come on. It's almost painful to watch, right? <laughs> have you? I, what's that? Are you a fan of Arrow, Paul? I have not seen any Arrow. I just know <laughs> that there is, uh, I've seen the first episode of The Flash, which I liked well enough. Um, but I, I knew that there was, like, I recognized the character when they had kind of the crossover point in that first episode. Um, and, and so. See, Christian and I were talking before. And wasn't that, like, probably the worst part of that first episode? It was, like, painful. It, like, it wasn't great. <laughs> it, it wasn't was great. I told Christian, like, I didn't think those two guys were on the same set. Like, they just had them saying their lines to a camera. It was It was so weird because it was almost like just for that little clip, they had this – completely different feel completely different dialogue completely different characters yeah that just were just like in arrow's world at that point and then he went ran away and was back in flash world (laughs) wow that was really horrible (laughs) so weird but yeah for me like you said the show is it's it's entertaining but the it's all about the villain and if uh if they resolve that like this season or next season I'm not sure what else the show will have for me. <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see where they go with it. Um I really I really wish they would do like some su- a superhero show that was more like a whole seasonal arc, you know, instead of these one hour long and network is never going to like, I don't know when they're ever going to stop doing this, you know, where they just have a one hour episode. Everything wraps up so perfect, except for this one storyline that's going on in the background. And see, that's Um, where some of the British shows that like I get into come in because they do those like series of six or four episodes. And so it's just one arc and it mm -hmm. just works out so nicely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't understand why, network can't start taking some risk like that (laughs) i mean they kind of did it with um the killing i don't know if you guys saw that it's actually um really good like a murder mystery show but um they haven't really tried to do it with anything else and i think fox actually right now has a show called craze point and they're doing it with that which is like one murder for the whole season and it's not doing so well in the ratings but it's not like the characters aren't that interesting so yeah yeah i've seen the pilot of that as well i haven't i haven't watched beyond the pilot of that because it just didn't i like david Tennant. 
but it didn't he it didn't capture my attention very much and he doesn't have the best american accent to be honest either so. right well and just, that that show i believe is based on a british show as well <laughs> <laughs> interesting cuz also think, the killing was based off uh Scandinavian show or something like that. I don't know. It was like, yeah, similar. But The Killing actually has like really interesting characters. So, but this show is, I've been watching it. It's just like kind of blah. It's like such a watered down version of The Killing that it's it's just not that interesting. But I still watch it. Yeah, Grace Point is based on a UK drama called Broadchurch. So, (laughs) Ah. Um, but. But yeah, to your point, uh, for whatever I was when I was um, going for my walk today to get my exercise, uh, I was listening to the Flophouse podcast uh, for something light and fun, and they uh, they were talking about the new RoboCop remake, and apparently uh, one of the actors from The Killing was actually RoboCop, which I was like. I've always wanted to watch that show, but I, I haven't uh, pulled the trigger yet. But um, but that kind of scared me a little bit because he wasn't great in RoboCop. <laughs> he's actually really good in The Killing. I mean, he's 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 good. I think I found that's, him to be very very compelling. That's what they said too. I liked that they were like um, him and his partner before he gets turned into RoboCop. Um, they were like, hey, did they make his partner into RoboCop? No, they made that guy who already acts like a robot in the movie into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you might be surprised by the killing then if he does cool. that because he doesn't act like a robot at all in the, um, in the killing. So <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you guys if you had seen the show Manhattan about the the bomb. Building oh, about the, the Manhattan Project? Yeah. Ah, I have not seen it, no. It's actually on um, Hulu, but it's on this network called WGN America. Okay. And uh, it's just about like these the people that built the bomb. And I just started watching it the other day. It was actually really interesting. Um, I'm sure it's not like any at all based on truth, but maybe a little bit, like – because like basically they couldn't tell their families anything. So they were all like, they basically built the city specifically to make this bomb. So the guys working on it couldn't tell their wives, couldn't tell anyone, you know, what they were working on. So they had to move their families to the city and the families like, like the wife is just like, why, why are we here? I didn't like, you know, like they just, it's just so kind of crazy. And then they, they have like other aspects going on, like spies and stuff. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. I watched two episodes so far. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was kind of surprising. I thought it would be like, I didn't really know, you know, what it would be about, but um, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> so, hmm. I wonder. It's on Hulu. I had heard that uh I don't know where I heard it but somewhere someone said that uh WGN had like a big show recently. Hmm, maybe this is it then. Yeah. It has a few um few episodes to it, so. Either that or Salem. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a WGN show. <laughs> Which which my wife has gotten really into. 
And I I think I can proudly say I've not actually tuned in or know who any of the characters are, but it's on TV. It's on our television all the time after the girls go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Or... Or when Paul's trying to watch the latest movie for Film Frown, she's like, oh, "Okay, I can't watch any more of this." Yes, yes. I'm and she, go so she Salem. turns on Salem, and I right. I watch the rest of my Film Frown movie on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Although right. she was into uh, Doctor Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine, so Ooh. that was that one was kind of working for her until she fell asleep. So. I I have yet to watch that one. That's for next week. So yeah, I got to get on that. Mm. That, sounds interesting <laughs> it's uh basically what happened to me and i'll be re- reiterating this again next thursday but i uh i was looking for some music to play while i made dinner or baked and um i threw up songs uh and um i was like being nostalgic and i was like you know my my daddy loved oldies and i haven't listened to oldies in forever so I threw up like this uh, beach playlist and, you know, Beach Boys and Jan and Dean and all this stuff. And all of a sudden the song comes on and it's called Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. And I was like, this is a horrible song. (laughs) It is is a terrible song. No purpose to be on here or to be a song, period. This must be for a movie. And just for the heck of it, I Googled it and... um, I was like, it is a movie, huh? I bet I couldn't find this anywhere because it's what? It stars Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. So that's what got me interested. I think it's Frankie Avalon as well, right? Yep, yep. It's Frankie so, Avalon. Interesting. And, and it's there's, actually, uh, there's actually a sequel, sequel to it. Sequel, yes. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do they huh. do they tease the sequel at the end? Is that how you know? They yeah, they kind of do. Oh yeah, a little bit. Wow, they knew they had a money maker. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Actually, I read because I was reading on Wikipedia. I shouldn't save. I should save all of this for next week. <laughs> yeah. But I was reading on. Uh, I was reading about uh, Doctor Goldfoot, and apparently, uh, the original script had it as more of a musical. Um, like a traditional beach movie, uh, or at least an Elvis-flavored traditional beach movie, <laughs> where you would have more songs. And Vincent Price was upset because they changed production crew and removed all of the singing, and he was really looking forward to singing in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, what year was this one made? 60s? 68, oh, maybe? okay. I don't know. I just guessed. Yeah, I think it's earlier than that a little bit 65 yeah. something. Yeah. yeah close mm. to that yeah wow and i i chose that movie a long time ago for film frown it was one of the first ones i chose because i'm like what a ridiculous idea and um and then as i got closer to like we need to get this movie going. I got a little nervous because the whole like Gamergate thing was happening. And everything. Oh, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't really know if I want to do a show about a movie with bikini in the title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more encouragement to be a chauvinist pig. It just happens. Um, right. <laughs> and so then it was uh, my goal to like 
get a female on to the show to watch that movie. So either to tame me or <laughs> just to get a female perspective on what things were like in the 60s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, I think of all the movies that we've watched, um, this movie would be the least violent uh, towards women. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of wow. chauvinism going on. A lot of chauvinism going on in this movie, but uh, but there's not nearly so much like uh, some of the other movies that we've watched for Film Frown have had uh, fairly fairly explicit nasty things happening to women as part of the as part of the plot, not even as part of the plot, just as like a demonstration of how bad this this particular character is, or as a way to set up another character's impending death. So. <laughs> <laughs> not not like the um terribly awesome and strong uh women like uh like uh what's her name see i don't even know her name scarlet scarlet johansson in the <laughs> marvel oh. film yeah yeah black widow I see, actually, that's a female character that i like i actually don't mind her in 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 the marvel movies yeah, I don't I don't either. Yeah, I think she actually does an okay job. You're uh you're super happy with the Marvel films because you were a big uh Marvel comic guy for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I I've read my fair share of Marvel. Um you know the Marvel actual Marvel films I I've been pretty happy with. The only one that I didn't like that much was Captain America, the first Captain America. But if we're talking about like the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, and then the X-Men, uh, I mean, the Wolverine movies are just horrible. I mean, <laughs> they're so bad. What are they doing? Yeah. How can they ruin? Like, it's just like, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's sad. It's really sad. But but the Marvel movies, I feel like they're really, really pretty much what, to me, a superhero movie should be. So, I like, think... not too heavy. Just kind of, like, basically a good time to watch. There's a little bit of depth. You don't have to get, like, all that much into it. But, you know, yeah, I think it's a good balance. Yeah, Paul has even mentioned in a past show, like, how um, I think after you saw um, Captain America, the second film, you were saying like how eloquently they used like CGI in that film compared to uh, you compared it to Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like right. all of, you were saying like all the CGI was like sort of like plot driven and it wasn't just like, let's just throw things in your face. Right. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, I liked I liked uh how Winter Soldier worked. It felt like it Winter Soldier felt like there was a lot of practical effects happening. Um so that the so that they didn't have to do uh too much crazy compositing too close to the character. So it made it it, it made it a little bit more believable as a whole scene. Like there's obviously there's a number of, there's a number of shots where it's like, Oh, here's a 30,000 foot view looking down at 
um, you know, these three helicarriers that are taking off out of the bay. None of that right. was actually shot in a real, you know, that's that's all CGI at that point. Right. But when it came to like the characters, um, the character fight scenes and and a lot of the environments that they're in, it didn't feel like they were fighting on a green screen set. So. Right. Also, like, I I have to say, like, the beginning of Winter Soldier, I think kept the, that one, either that one or um, the other movie that came out this summer. Guardians. Uh, Guardians is probably one of my favorites from the Marvel series so far. Because um, Winter Soldier really, like, it it started. I think it's the phase beginning of phase two for Marvel, for mm-hmm. Marvel movies. So it's it's starting to set like a darker path, and like uh, which is kind of cool. And like you kind of like get more into the character, and like he is a guy that's like living, you know, out of time. And I think they did a really good job of like uh, showing his kind of like frustration with that, and um, also. Uh, in the beginning, like when he's going through that ship and it's just like, that's the character, you know, that's the character and how he should be, you know, it's like supposed to be powerful, supposed to be strong and like just really like commanding. So I thought they did a really good, uh, finally got it right. Cause the first one was just really not that good. It was just pretty bad, <laughs> which was painful because Ca- Captain America was one of my favorite characters when I was a kid. So I was like, when I saw him in Winter Soldier, I was like, "Yes." The first one, the first one was heavy on origin story and light on, uh, on on villain slash plot. I, that's what that's what I feel like anyway. Like it, it was. It took a good hour to get to the point where you've actually got. You had not only do you have Captain America, but he's actually out on the war front fighting. You know, yeah. it, it took a it took a good solid hour of that movie to get to that point, whereas that could have been probably 25 minutes and you'd have done justice to the origin story. And then you would have had enough time to flesh out a a real villain, a real threat, um, and you wouldn't have to go so far with it in like if that movie feels like I, I rewatched it a few uh, a few days ago for whatever reason. And, um, it feels like it turns on a dime. Like there's a very specific point in the movie where it's like, now we're done with him punching Hitler on stage and it's going to be a real movie now. And there could be so much more of that part of the movie. And also like with that movie is like, um, things just kind of happen and there's no real, like there's, there's no like overall plot that just like takes the movie where it needs to go. It just, especially at the end, it's just like things are just happening, you know? And (laughs) you're just like, Oh, well now this is happening and now this is happening. And there's not really anything that's like pushing the movie to make it happen, you know? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And then the, I feel like uh, one of the things too, visually that movie, it's like, um, I mean, there was a lot of CG, especially in the beginning, to make him look all thin and whatnot. And whether you thought it was a good job or not, they still, like, visually that entire film 
it was like they wanted to make it like seem older and they put like a patina on it like one mm-hmm. of those horrible like yes. bullet filters or something over the entire film and it was like oh this is kind of cheesy <laughs> mm-hmm. yes totally so yeah it, but besides oh go ahead sorry i was gonna say they should have just shot it on film <laughs> like yeah. if you want it to if you wanted it to look old just shoot it on actual film until the point where he's in the future and then shoot it on digital. And you would, you would see that difference without, and it wouldn't be like, so in your face, like you can shoot things on film, scan it to digital and you'll be able to tell that it was shot on film, but it's not going to be an in your face filter effect. But anyway, right. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, besides that, I think the the, the Marvel movies have been great, and uh, they pretty much they've they've tried to pull from you know the source material where like and try to stay somewhat true to it to it, which is is great. Um, and obviously, they can't get every detail, and that's fine. I think they do a really good job of adapting them for the screen, uh, but. Uh, Sony and, and Fox, on the other hand, they just can't. The 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 most recent X Men movie was actually not not too bad, but um, I feel like the others are, they're all missing something. Like just mm-hmm. isn't they're just not as good, you know. Yeah, they're. I recently made the. <laughs> I'll probably suffer for this, but I recently made. Um, the wife uh, watch um, the 1980 version of Flash Gordon. <laughs> oh, because she's never seen it, and uh, and so when you said like the previous X Men movies, that's what I sort of thought of. Like my complaint is always with those first X Men movies was like that they sort of cast like known actors in those roles of like Storm and. And so I feel like you didn't get the maybe athleticism and like the clean like fight scenes you could have gotten out of there because they just look like people on wires. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, it's, but I think you know honestly, I think Hugh Jackman makes an okay Wolverine, but like the movies are just so bad. Like I don't know. Like X X Two was actually probably the best. Well, the newest one was probably the best one, I think. Yeah. 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 So, but X2 was probably the best of the older ones, you know. It just... But then they never brought, like, Nightcrawler back, you know. They never, like... It's just yeah. sort of like... I don't know. So, they just... I, I just don't know, like, what they're thinking. Like I said, I just feel like there's something missing with those movies, and they're just not hitting something right. I mean, they're not taking from the source enough and making it adapt, like not adapting it the best way they could. But I feel like Marvel like spends a lot of time like trying to make them really work. So you can <laughs> tell. I mean, you can you can feel the difference, you know. So, uh, but Sony and the new. Did you guys see the new Spider-Man? Oh, oh man. Yeah the the second. Uh, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man with uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't know. The mech stuff, 
is just not acceptable. <laughs> like, it's so bad. <laughs> what is up with that? I don't even know where that idea came from. <laughs> well, I it's weird because, like, I just come off sounding like an old comic book fan, and I rarely read the comics because, uh, like, the true diabetic that I am, I always bought candy instead of comics. <laughs> um Occasionally I would read Spider-Man, but I was not a fan. But just watching the cartoons growing up and possibly yeah. even older, it's like in every one of the cartoons, whether they were um, canon to the comics, uh, Electro was sort of like a criminal who had a gadget. And then in the movie, he's like a nerd who gets picked on and then like he becomes it was just like all psychological and, oh, you don't like me anymore, so I hate you. It was just such a, I don't know. It's like they they were like, oh, you got to see Jamie Foxx in this. And I was like, he just, he just turns on a dime and it just seems very like one-dimensional. And, and then like there's not a lot of explanation like, okay, he fell in a tank of, of electric eels and power and something and – I don't know. It just bothered me, like, the whole story. Yes, it was very cliche, like, very cliche with the way they treated his character. And, you know, honestly, the storyline is one of my favorites of all time from the comics. So they really butchered it really badly, and it, it just was so painful to see. Because, like, this, that, actual, that actual storyline is the difference between an age in comics that goes from silver to golden when that happens. So like, it's a whole like genre of comics changed because of that comic, because it was when Stacy died. Mm. Uh, and it was the first time that a major character died in any comic book. So it was like a huge deal. And, and, uh, if you read the comic, it's actually really moving and it's just like this freaking saddest thing you can almost read. It's just so horrible. But, um, but, uh, it's just, I don't know. They just really ruined it. And, uh, and that, that the sad thing is like, it, it, they can't do it over now. You know what I mean? It's like they had their chance to do it and now they can't do it over. Like even if Marvel gets the rights back, they can't do it over because <laughs> it's already been done. And like everyone knows and uh, you know, it just, it's just kind of sucks. <laughs> so no way. And, you just put that magical word reboot in there and you just do it over. <laughs> like everything else man i'll tell you i wish that it was that simple i really do i wish you could just like somehow like erase that that one these even happen because if marvel could somehow get those rights back it would be amazing i think it would just be like really great for spider-man they'll just do ultimate spider-man uh, i don't know if they can do that <laughs> i don't think they can do that <laughs> They should just do Scarlet Spider. But but yeah. The ultimate Spider Man is actually uh black. So mm. the new one anyway. Mm -hmm. Like Peter Parker died in the ultimate uh series, so Yeah. Wow, no kidding. So the new Spider Man's black. And he's been I think that's been for like five years now or mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. Hmm. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
Okay, gents. Well, we've uh, been talking for a while, and uh, our listeners probably need to go have an ice cream sandwich. That's right. I put that bug in your ear. Boom. Um, Yeah, so we should uh, call it quits. Um, Definitely. uh, I do want to say hi to one of our sausages, uh, one of our listeners. Arturo is usually in the chat room and he's from Mexico and uh, apparently right now um, there's a lot of strife in Mexico and there was a protest today asking the president to step down. Um, It all revolves around some students who were missing 43 students in September and then found we found out or someone found out later that uh, all those students who were just going to go somewhere and protest about um, education reform ended up dead. Mm, Um, I heard about that. Yeah. And it turns out like the police um, delivered them to a cartel that like killed them and disposed of their bodies and people want the government to do something. And so, you know, there's a lot of corruption in Mexico. Unfortunately, there's a lot of corruption everywhere, but uh, (laughs) So he said it's been kind of crazy and lots of protesting and people blocking roads. And so just sending a shout out to Arturo to stay safe out there in Mexico. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, Christian, is there, uh, you you have like this huge listening audience, I swear. Um, (laughs) Is there any, uh, any place you want, do you want to direct people to your reel or... A website or you're good? <laughs> uh, if they want to see my work, they can check it out. My old website is so bad, but um, christianday.net. So it's like my old reel. I haven't really updated it in years, but I've uh, been kind of lazy about that. So Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time uh, away from your work to uh, do this. And um, Sure. It's fun. Yeah, it was fun, definitely. Um, and you're lucky because I almost, um, I almost did a quiz, which I do sometimes for <laughs> for guests. And like the crazy idea that I had was, I was gonna do, um, I was gonna ask you and Paul questions about Christopher Knight, <laughs> is, who is the main character of Real Genius. Um, nice. But, uh, but I didn't make that quiz because I was busy working today. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, if you uh, want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and various other places. Just look for uh, Sick Days, S-I-K-K-D-A-Y-S. And if you want to find Paul, I'm going to let him say it since I'm stumbling over my words. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Paul D, P-A-U-L-D. Or also on the cupcake, which I've been a little bit more active on recently. Uh, I'm also Paul D there. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and uh, stay warm if you're in a wintry climate like most of us are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good evening and thanks for listening. Yo. Yo. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good night.